Good morning, WrestleZone. It's me, Nick Hausman. It is September 14th, 2017, and today I am joined in the co-host seat by our good friend from MLW OneShot and from What Happened When, Tony Schiavone. Tony, welcome to WC Daily. Hey, Nick, uh, great being with you. I like your excitement, buddy. Way to start things out. Man, that, that brings me back to the old days. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, it sounded like... It sounded kind of like Monday Nitro is on the air or something like that. Man, know? that's why I kind of I kind of giggled a little bit when you said it because I was like, that tickles me. <laughs> right. That tickles me to hear you get to say that. Man, uh, it is great yeah. to talk to you, Tony. You uh, you know, I do Bischoff's podcast with him, but you've been working with Conrad. Before we get into all the MLW one shot here and your return to the table, tell me a little bit about your podcasting experience. How are you enjoying getting to work with Conrad? Well, Nick, it's it's a lot of fun. To, to be honest with you, I, I didn't think it would be fun. I thought it would be a chore, and I thought, you know, Conrad got in touch with me at the first of the year. Uh, our first episode, episode one, was the 30th of January. So earlier in the month of January, he, he gave, gave me this big spiel uh, via email about what he thought we would do. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I don't think anybody wants to hear what I had to say. That was ages ago. Uh, and he said, well, I think you're wrong. Let's give it a shot. You can make a little bit of money. And I have been able to make a little bit of money, and it's helped me make some appearances. Now, I went to Wrestle, WrestleCon uh, during WrestleMania, and uh, it has been a – and a, surprisingly, people do want to reminisce about the old days, right? And uh, that's been a lot of fun for me. I thought going back, Nick, and listening to this stuff and uh, having to watch the old shows again would make me cringe. And I do cringe at some of the stuff, but some of the stuff I really enjoyed and it brought back some of the enjoyable memories of the old days back in the 90s. Man, that's so good to hear, man, because everybody loves the show, Tony. I mean, it is so cool to get to hear you talk about those moments. And, of course, you spent so many of those moments behind the desk. Uh, before Again, right. before we get to MLW, like, uh, what is the bi- what's the biggest transition for you from doing commentary for pro wrestling to doing podcasting about pro wrestling? What's that transition like? Well, it's it's been a really easy transition because the podcast basically on myself, and I say things on the podcast that I remember wanting to say but couldn't say back in the day, uh, and uh, it's just me being really Tony Schiavone, uh, and not that I wasn't really Tony Schiavone back in the days of Nitro, because I always was a big wrestling fan, and my excitement about the product was genuine mm-hmm. to a certain degree, and then of course. When things started to get lousy, my excitement became over the top and was not that genuine. Uh, but I always loved wrestling, uh, and now I get to watch it from afar. It's got me back to watching WWE again, believe it or not. I never thought I'd do that again. And now I get to be the Monday morning quarterback, fantasy booker, <laughs> that we all like to be. And uh, so uh, the transition really was, was rather easy for me. Uh, and I, and I think what helped it out, Nick, was the fact that, you know, the last thing I did for wrestling really was, well, I guess, uh, when I did that thing on TNA, uh, maybe that was 2003, I'm not sure. Uh, so we're talking about 14 years between gigs. So it was a good long break. Uh, and uh, I think it refreshed me as far as uh, enjoying the sport again. Well, you, you spent a lot of time alongside the guy I do my other show with, with Bischoff. And so tell me, Tony, what was, what was it like working with Eric now? Tell me, tell me a little bit about what was Eric like during the Monday Nitro, Monday Night Wars. 
Well, let me say this first, Nick. Uh, I remember when Eric got the job and Eric had applied for the job uh, to run WCW. I really, I don't know what's been said out there, but I really didn't think I could do a good job running it. And Bill Shaw, who was running the company that time, had said something to me. He said, I thought you were going to apply for this job. So I, I, I sent him something in. But I remember Eric was really into it and had this great plan about how he would run it. And I always knew that when that job was open, that Eric would be the man to run it. Wow. He got the job, and I was thrilled about it because Eric and I became friendly. We went out, as a matter of fact, Lois and I went out with he and his wife that night to celebrate him taking over WCW. And I told Eric, I said, you know, I said, you're going to change when you get this job. And he said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you're going to have to change. You can't just be one of the announcers anymore. You're going to be the boss. And he did change. And I thought he changed for the good. He was very demanding. And he jumped on my rear end a lot. And, uh, but I remember sometimes he would say things to me that would jump on my ass and say things to me, but then he would always apologize to me later. Mm -hmm. So I thought that he was a very tough boss, but I thought he was very fair. Mm -hmm. He depended on me a, a lot, as you know, because I ended up doing you know, all the shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and I made the most money in my career under him. So I really enjoyed working for him. He was, you know, he, I knew that he had confidence in me, and I knew he was pretty demanding. Uh, but God, I'd work for so many demanding bosses, you know, Jimmy Crockett and, uh, Bill Watts, yes, uh, yes. Vince McMahon, yeah. just another demanding boss in wrestling, Man. but he was fair. And listen, we cannot, no one can deny what he did for WCW. WCW would have never survived as long as it had survived in the Turner broadcasting realm. And unless Eric Bischoff was in charge of it, they would have kept on going with somebody else that didn't have a didn't have a, a frame of reference or didn't have the uh, the thought and the vision. Uh, I hate to use that word vision, but he did have vision to go forward. WCW wouldn't have lasted to 2001. He would have died somewhere in the early 90s. Wow. There's no question. So I go back and look at that fondly. Wow. And you know, Eric and I, uh, I sent uh, I got an email from him and I sent him an email. And it's the first time we have reconnected since uh, we went down. So I, I would like to talk to him again and. Uh, we're, yeah, they were good days. They really were. We're gonna make it happen, Tony. Don't worry about it. I actually reached out to okay. Eric. I actually reached out to Eric this morning. And I was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if you surprised Tony?" And he's not here right now, just so you know. But I did. Okay. I did try to pull it off. He he's working on a project right now, but he said that we'll we'll make it happen here soon. So. Well, you know, he's all he's always working on a project. He <laughs> no. told me. Yeah, he did. I remember him telling me. He said, "I would rather do a deal than anything else." And you could tell that he loved. Just working on projects and doing deals and yeah. making things happen. I always thought, and, and I'm sincere about this. I always thought that if the uh, if the Turner, uh, the heads of Turner, didn't have their heads so far up their ass, uh, WCW could have even done a lot more under Eric. I, you know, I really thought he was going to get us a network television deal. And any time that Eric, I thought from, and I'm doing this from afar because I, you know, I kind of removed myself from the what Eric was doing, let him do his stuff. But I always thought that every time Eric tried to do something, which was pretty good, the Turner people would stick their thumb in it or their hand in it, and that would screw it up. So wow. he, uh, 
if Eric worked for some guys and knew what the hell they were doing, we'd probably still be in business. So, wait, just to slow down real quick and go back, was there, are you saying that you were up for the same position? Did you and Eric interview at the same time? Was there a chance that you could have taken over as president of WCW? I don't think I interviewed for it. I, uh, there were three of us. I just sent in a proposal on paper, and uh, Keith Mitchell uh, did as well. But I remember thinking, you know, I, I really don't want this job because, again, we're talking about right the early 90s, and I thought we were one step, you know, in the grave. And I'm thinking, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to have this on me. Uh, and they're going to. So anyway, Eric met with Bill Shaw. Bill Shaw, I remember vividly Bill Shaw saying, and I think it was over the telephone, he said, you know, I thought you were going to apply for this job, but I haven't seen anything from you yet. So I quickly put together like a maybe a three-page proposal, which was nothing what Eric did. I mean, Eric, Eric was always talking to me about, you know, his ideas for the business and the, and the things he wanted to do, and he was gung-ho about it. There was no question Eric wasn't going to get the job. I just applied for the job to save face with Bill Shaw. Wow. Really, I, I did. I know Kevin Sullivan had said on one of his podcasts that it broke my heart when Eric got the job. That is not true at all. I was thrilled that Eric got it. I was relieved that Eric got it. I wanted someone to get it, was really into it and excited about it. That was not me. Now, I was just happy being an announcer. Now, when you're sitting out in the desert of Sturgis, clad in leather, are you still thinking the same thing? Like, man, I'm glad Eric Bischoff got this job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I, and I said on uh, on an episode of What Happened When, I enjoyed Sturgis. <laughs> I know there's a lot been said about it, about maybe not the greatest thing we have done. Yeah. But, man, I like going out to that freak show. And I never <laughs> had been to South Dakota before ever. And I always enjoyed going out there. And we would drive from after it was over. You know, it was a Saturday night usually, and we would drive on to like a Monday nitro one time in Denver, I think one time in, in uh, Cheyenne or Casper. And I enjoyed driving through Wyoming and uh, out west, and I got to see uh, Mount Rushmore. It was tremendous. Wow. I, I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, if, if you go back and you, and you take a look at, one, at the first one that we did, you know, I feel very honored that I was able to try to work with a drunk Bobby Heenan. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Eric wouldn't address that rumor. I brought that up. I was like, was, was Bobby a little in the, in the can? He's like, I don't know. I was very busy. I wasn't watching Bobby at the time. He, yeah. he was busy, and Eric is right. And I remember, because there's a lot of things that I don't remember, uh, and I remember leaving that event thinking, man, Heenan either has been out in the sun or something was wrong. But if you go back and you listen to it, there was no question. Man. I uh, mean, look, I didn't, I didn't see Bobby take a drink that night. Did not see him take one drink. But as the the event went on, he either was very tired or something else. Wow. So, uh, well, uh, as we sit here and talk about your days as commentary, you're back here. You're back at MLW One Shot, October fifth, the Guilt Nightclub, Orlando, Florida. Um, have you been getting the itch now that you're talking more wrestling and you're getting the love from wrestling fans to to do more commentary work? You know, uh, the answer to that is no. I, I don't have the itch <laughs> to go back and do commentary on a regular basis now. When this when this story broke, uh, everybody in my family and all my friends, I got a lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages, a lot of posts on Facebook. Oh, you're, you're going back to wrestling. Uh, and I went, uh, no, no, I'm doing this one shot, MLW one shot, uh, because the, you know, Court Bauer and the guys 
are so good to me with my podcasts, and they asked me to do it, and I said, sure, why not? The name of the show is One Shot, and the name of the Tony Giovanni appearance is One Shot. Wow. So I don't think I'm going to go do wrestling commentary on a full-time basis. But the good thing is, uh, Nick, is you know I've been doing uh, nine years of minor league baseball, so I've been doing a lot of commentary. So I'm kind of interested to see how I'm going to be able to go back to doing wrestling after doing baseball games for nine years. Uh, what do you think of the person you prepared with here, Rick Bikini? Are you uh, excited to uh, – Rich Bikini, are you excited to be working with Rich? Yeah, absolutely. Rich uh, worked for the NXT, I know, WWE, and uh, I met him during a WrestleCon. Great guy, and uh, I look forward to working with him. I think what Rich and I have in common is that we love the sport, and we're going to have a lot of respect for all the guys who are and girls, ladies who are going to be performing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had a chance, uh, to, uh, to meet him, uh, as I said, in Orlando and he's a great, great kid. I guess everybody's a kid to me now, but he was, he's, he's a great kid. Uh, and, uh, I, he brought a lot of great excitement to what he did and I look forward to it. And, uh, and I also look forward to meeting all the, the talent, you know, I had a chance to make an appearance, uh, in Staten Island, uh, recently, uh, at one of the, uh, warriors of wrestling shows. And all the workers, all the talent, the announcers, the guys who work behind the scenes were just so nice and so respectful of the business that I realized that that uh, the talent on the in, in on independent wrestling is, is full of just people who want to uh, who love the business, respect the business, and want to get better. And I have a lot of a lot of uh, respect for that, a lot of affection for a lot of those people. Man, uh, so yeah, you're you know getting ready for the show. Obviously, there's some big matches: Ricochet, Shane Strickland's going down, MVP Sammy Callahan, Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, are you enjoying doing your research? Are there any of these talents that have really stuck out to you as something special? Well, I've been watching uh, Ricochet and and, uh, and Swerve and what they've been doing on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and those those guys obviously are very very talented. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm always looking forward to seeing what a and a UFC fighter can do like uh, Tom Lawler uh, and how he transitions to pro wrestling. Uh, and, you know, I know Santana Garrett was in, in the May Young Classic, and I watched a lot of those matches, so I look forward to seeing her. So there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. Now, I'm told the match with MVP and Sammy Callahan, uh, and I know Sammy did, a little, did some work with the WWE and NXT. Uh, I was told that this may end up being a brawl. So I'm kind of looking forward to that because I love brawls and you just never know what's going to happen when, when, when a brawl takes place, you know, guys, you know, guys like to freestyle and once they get the blood boiling and once they get the tempers flaring and everything, and you just never know where a brawl is going to end up. And who knows, I might get hit in the head with a chair or something and flop down and have court Bauer, uh, pay insurance for me the rest of my life. Oh wow! No, that's... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. He's got that. I, I'm just saying that because I'm I'm hoping that Court Bauer is listening. Court's great guy of, of Major League Wrestling. Uh, he's become a good friend, and I, I, you know, I I'm doing this because of my respect for him and what he does, and uh, and I really do appreciate all he's done for me. Man, uh, for that injury money, I don't know. You might put your hand out, and Court might put his hand in Wale's pocket. There, I have a feeling that's where that money would get paid out of. <laughs> Well, as long as it's green, I don't care where it comes from. Uh, you brought up the Mayan Classic here, uh, since we do a pro wrestling news show here, uh, and that's pretty buzzy. They just did the the finals on Tuesday night. 
what do you right. what do you think of uh, events like that? Were you impressed with how how it was or what you know how it was executed? Well, yeah, I I thought it was good. I watched the you know uh, I do a, a a pro wrestling show on Wednesday nights in Atlanta on ninety two nine the game right. sports radio ninety two nine the game, and we had Jr. on with us last night, and we talked about the May Young Classic and. And I watched that final match, and uh, I thought Shayna Baszler is as tough as they come. Uh, and I thought she did a great job of selling that elbow. And I know, you know, she had some rib problems, but she didn't oversell it. She sold it perfectly. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I didn't watch all of the matches, but I got to watch the finals and, and did, you know, hunt and peg a couple of the matches. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think – you know, women's wrestling has come so far, uh, and uh, and I really like some of the women. You know, I think, gosh, I think uh, Charlotte Flair is probably as good a worker as, as any guy now. And when I was at the Warriors of Wrestling, I got to know uh, Thunder Rosa and Holly Dead, Twisted Sisters. God, those, those girls, they wrestled a couple of guys uh, that night at Warriors of Wrestling, and they kicked those guys' ass. I mean, they just, they were just as stiff as, as anybody. And so it, the realization that night at the Warriors of Wrestling and then watching Charlotte Flair, because, you know, I mean, I knew Ashley when she was just a little girl, watching her wrestling and watching what the WWE is doing. And now watching the Mae Young Classic just tells me how far women's wrestling has come. And I really do have a, a really fond appreciation. You know, it's all not just uh, good looking girls are good-looking, hot women wrestling. It's girls who are athletic and girls who can really, really go. And, and I have appreciation for it. I love when uh, when guys say that. It's like, you know, I, I can't talk about how hot the women are because my girlfriend is pretty quick to point out that pro wrestling is mostly just beefcake, you know. So, right. You know. Right. So. Well, I can always talk about how hot the women are because they all think I'm a creepy old guy, and my <laughs> wife kind of rolls my eyes when I say that. So. Well. It's it's no big deal. Uh, you know, uh, well, I was going to ask you a couple other things here. I'll, I'll save some of this stuff. I've got Alex Greenfield on tomorrow from MLW uh, as well. But I did want to get your take. Sure. You know, we were talking about Eric and WCW, uh, and obviously WCW and Eric's time kind of ended in a messy fashion. There's another story out yeah. there. Another story out there right now. Another promotion looks to be dealing with stuff, and that's uh, GFW. Uh, just a lot of yeah. kind of reported creative finan- uh, reported uh, creative and financial turmoil. What do you think about these stories coming out of GFW? Do you see any similarities between this and kind of the the darker days of WCW? Yeah, the similarities I, I see, Nick, are are the fact that, and this is why I I, I I know I'm right about this, and I it could be disputed. This is why Vince always succeeded where everybody else failed. Vince runs a wrestling company. He owns the wrestling company. It stops with him. Eric ran a wrestling company that was owned by Turner Broadcasting. And Global Force is owned by, I'm not so sure who the owners are, but they don't just do wrestling, right? right? So that's got to be tough. And if you look at it dollars and cents, they obviously have been losing a lot of money. They were losing a lot of money back then. And I know they had to make some changes, I guess. And there's always a power play backstage in wrestling. And I guess Jarrett's out now, which shocked me because I thought, uh, you know, I talked to Jarrett uh, back during uh, WrestleMania uh, during that weekend, and it seemed like to me that they had things going in the right direction. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hate it because I like Jeff. 
a lot. Uh, and uh, but apparently things are not working with him running creative. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, very interesting. I'll be interesting to see how they weather through this with Jeff out of the equation. Yeah. If you know. Well, you know, here's you know what I I first thought of. I th- first thought of you know what's going to happen. Vince is going to buy that library too. Yeah. And uh, and then he'll own everything, uh, which is a shame if you think about uh, how much Vince got the WCW library for and how much he owns everything else. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he can go in with his network and offer them some money and they'll take it and they'll fold up. I hate to see that happen, but I almost feel that that's what's going to be the next step with that. Yeah. And I, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people have said the same thing as you, but I think that there's a chance that he won't move in for the kill quite yet. I mean, you got to look at the success of the guys that have come from Impact Wrestling to WWE. Bobby Roode, Austin Aries had a good time there. AJ Styles, right? I mean, there's so many guys. Sure. That, there's so many guys that have gone through there, gotten that rub of you know working in that television environment, and have become valuable commodities when they come over to WWE. So I don't know if this yeah. is. I don't know if this is a Vince Heyman type. I wouldn't go that far, but I can see the value in WWE wanting to keep GFW's doors open. Yeah, you you and I say that. But I I would never think Vince would say that. Yeah. Vince would say that you know whatever we need, whatever uh, rub the guys need, they can get an NXT, and I'm going to rule the world. <laughs> I think you and I can say that, but I don't I don't think he would ever look at it that way. Wow. You would the way what you're saying I think is right, and I agree with. Yeah. But I also don't think he feels that way. I may be wrong. And then again, you know, he just got headbutted by KO, so Jeez. you never know what he's thinking. Now I got to ask you, all right? What do you think about yeah. that headbutt spot? How how was that? Was that him? Did KO legit split him open? How do you think the blood came about? Oh, I, I think he legitimately split him open. Uh, and I, knowing knowing Vince, and you know, I did, listen. I haven't worked with Vince obviously since 1990, but I can see. You know, I I have a feeling. I don't know what was said. But when they shook hands and they, you know, kind of got close to each other there, I think Vince said, lay it in. Wow. I, I really do. And I think Vince even told him that to lay it in. Because, see, my, okay, the, uh, the, and, the first thing all my friends, ahead. the first thing all my friends said was he probably did that thing where he cut himself backstage and put like a flesh colored band aid over it. And that's what KO hit. You don't think that's okay. the case? You don't think that's the case? Yeah, I look hard way to me, man. I, I don't know. It, it really looked hard way to me. Okay. Uh, but they they could have gimmicked it, yeah, sure. Oh man! But it it, it looked it looked darn good, didn't it? Man, it really I, good. It did look totally legit to me because that's how it actually would look if you got headbutted and busted open. That yes. little, that little point Absolutely. there, right where he made contact. Yeah. That's what a headbutt. You know, you look like when you get busted up by a headbutt. So yeah, and not only that, it it's done. It, it's a good angle because Kevin Owens is is a great talent. He really is. Man, and uh, so I, I like the way it's going. All right. Well, hey, we'll we'll tie it up there, Tony. I've got tomorrow on the show to wrap it up for this week on WZ Daily, the Fun Friday episode. We'll have former WWE creative team member and fellow MLW one shot. Uh, I don't know. He's not a participant. He's on the backside of it. But Alex Greenfield will be here tomorrow. So we'll be talking with Alex to wrap up the week. If you enjoy the daily, go over to iTunes, subscribe to WrestleZone Radio. Use the hashtag WZ Daily. Uh, we're going to read the feedback tomorrow. Dive into the social media polls we've ran. Of course, check out uh, Bischoff on Wrestling. New episode went up yesterday. And if you want to see me, Tony, I'm making my commentary debut next weekend for Black Label Pro in Crown Point, Indiana for their Darkest Timeline Championship Tournament Phase 1. So I, I'm very nervous, especially when I get to talk oh, don't, to you. Be, don't be nervous. No? Don't be nervous. What? If I can do it, anybody can do it. What's your play-by-play your... advice? I'm sorry. What's what, that? What's your play-by-play advice? What's your advice for play-by-play? 
my play-by-play advice is to have fun, be yourself, and if you're excited, show your excitement. That's my advice. All right. Wow. Yes. So anyway, so Nick, <laughs> listen, uh, I, I want to hear how you did. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll get you in the weeks to come on a Pro Wrestling Wednesday on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Oh to talk God. about it, okay? I would absolutely love that, Tony. Yeah, and we'll we'll get Eric in the mix, too. I know, again, we're going to try to get you guys together soon. Um, but uh, that's it for the show today. Tony, do you want to plug, promote, or anything else to wrap up the show today? Well, I just want to let everybody know that I'm really excited about being in Orlando. It's at the Guilt Nightclub. It's Thursday night, October 5th. Uh, and the tickets at MLW.com. It started at just 15 bucks. And I'm going to be there doing the commentary, and I look forward to – actually, I look forward as much as anything else to meeting the wrestlers and meeting the fans as well. I always enjoy that. It's a lot of fun. 